Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to yet another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And then guys, in today's episode, we're going to be previewing and partially recapping all of the bowl games that we have here in bowl season week two. We have some pretty entertaining matchups to kick us off here in this weekend. Monday, we had a really good game between Marshall and UConn in the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl. And we still have some pretty good bowl games to wrap us up here in week two of the bowl season. So before we do preview and recap, it's still going to be called preview because we are previewing. But to keep a steady schedule for you people, I still wanted to be able to get these episodes out on Wednesday like normal. And, you know, unfortunately with it being bowl, well, fortunately, but with it being bowl season, we have games on Monday and Tuesday. So it's going to kind of be a mix of both. But anyways, y'all, before we get into all of that, I want to, I want to ask y'all to first make sure that you are liking commenting sharing rating just do whatever you can just to make sure that we continue to spread the cover seven podcast to everybody you know because i mean once again who doesn't love some good old college football and nfl i know myself included i absolutely love it and i mean if y'all are listening y'all obviously love it too so anyways y'all i don't want to waste any more of y'all's time i don't want to waste my time either so let's get right into today's uh episode so to kick us off here in week two, we go to um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in the Myrtle Beach Bowl between the Marshall Thundering Herd, who have a really good defense. I you know, I completely forgot how good their defense was. You know, they're top ten in the nation in getting turnovers, and they really showcased that again in this game against UConn as they would force three interceptions, one of those being the game-winning interception against true freshman quarterback for the UConn Huskies and Zion Turner. But Zion Turner, despite having a really rough game, going 9 of 27, 166 yards passing with zero touchdowns and three interceptions. It's a rough stat line, but if you watch this game, he's a pretty solid quarterback. He's got a really nice arm and has some decent mobility. Now, there was one play that was a little bit skeptical. Um, the snap was a little bit low, goes a few yards behind him. He's running after it, starts doing little you know circles and everything like that, kind of like what Johnny Manziel Johnny Manziel used to always be really good at doing. And he just decides to chunk the ball randomly up in the air to one of his wide receivers who's kind of in that area. And his wide receiver almost catches it, which would be a yard from the line of scrimmage. So it would have been a one-yard reception. But unfortunately, as he's coming down, he drops it. And, you know, unfortunately, we do end up missing out on what could have been potentially the greatest one-yard reception, like, of all time. I mean, that was, that was an interesting play. But um, the way this game started, it looked like Marshall was just going to absolutely tear UConn a new one because at halftime, Marshall led 21-0 over the UConn Huskies. But UConn, you know, they weren't done yet. They decided to put up a really good uh, third quarter, 14 points on, um, on Marshall, which most of that came from their running back, Victor Rosa, as he had 16 carries for 75 yards rushing and two touchdowns in this game. But unfortunately, Marshall's defense would just be too much in this game. And also, the referees were god-awful in this game, calling over 17 penalties in this game. Yeah, it was – and there was a lot of no-called penalties, too, that weren't called. But we don't have to dive into all of that anyway. But um, the run game for Marshall, got to give Marshall a little bit of credit. You know, didn't – you know, their quarterback play wasn't anything crazy. Cam uh, Fancher would go 10-20 for 93 yards passing with two touchdowns and one interception. But the run game, like I just said, was really their big thing. Uh, Rashawn Ali and then Kalan Laborn both would have 90 rushing yards apiece with uh, Ali having one rushing touchdown. So they were absolutely feeling it on the ground against this UConn defense. And despite UConn really starting to gain some momentum going into the fourth quarter, you know, only being down 28-14, to 14, 
just the offense couldn't ever really get anything going, kept shooting themselves in the foot. A lot of things that they did in the first quarter of this game, or the first half really for, the, for most of this game. And that's what ultimately would cost them as Marshall would go on to win the Myrtle Beach Bowl over the Yukon Huskies 28-14 to as Marshall. They now finish up the 2022 season 9-4. and And then for the Yukon Huskies, you know, the first time you, you make a bowl game since 2014, right? So... There's still a lot to be proud of in you know in this program. Jim Moore has done a really good job in year one at being the head coach of the UConn Huskies. You know, with working what he's what he what he's had to deal with. You know, with all you know, not having all those big recruits that he had when he was at UCLA and being able to do what he's done so far for the for the UConn Huskies. I say it would be a pretty good year. You know, finish six and seven, but for UConn standards, that's like finishing nine and three at like a lower uh, lower Power Five school. So not a bad season for UConn. Not a bad season for Marshall, especially when they shot the entire college football world and went into South Bend, Indiana early on in the season and upset Notre Dame at home. But anyway, Marshall, the Thunder and Herd, they recap a really good year with a Myrtle Beach Bowl win over the UConn Huskies. Now, y'all, that would be the only bowl game that we did have on Monday, likely due to the fact, you know, Monday night football and everything like that. So now let's get over to Tuesday's slate of games. And the first game that I want to recap that we had would be in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl up in Boise, Idaho, home of the Boise State Broncos, the Blue Turf, the Smurf Turf, whatever you want to call it, one of the more iconic fields in all of college football. And in this matchup, we had the Eastern Michigan Eagles taking on the San Jose State Spartans. Now, you know, outside of the game and everything like that, normally the best part is always, you know, the uh, the fry bath, right? You know, it's the potato bowl. It's got to have french fries getting dumped on the coaches. We've seen it in past years. We had sweet potato fries at one point. I don't know if any of y'all remember that. Just, I think it was like a shoot, uh, like a, just short few years ago, I think it was Wyoming, their head coach got dumped with uh, sweet potato fries. But um, anyway, in this game, there was a lot of offense. There was a ton of offense in this game. 68 total points to be scored in this game. Eastern Michigan, though, who I personally liked a lot. You know, going into this game, they were 8-4. and four. You know, despite not, you know, going to the MAC, the MAC Conference Championship game, they still were a really good team. And, you know, in this game, they showed that. They ran the football pretty effectively. You know, not having a lot of, of um, rushing touchdowns. Not rushing touchdowns, rushing yards. They had three rushing touchdowns, so they had the rushing touchdowns. They didn't have all the rushing yards, only 118 total. But where they didn't get in in rushing, they made up for it in receiving, as they would have 298 total receiving yards on the day with two receiving touchdowns, as they would go on to pretty easily beat San Jose State in this game, 41 to 27, as Eastern Michigan Eagles are your Idaho Potato Bowl champions here in 2022 and you know for eastern michigan you wrap up the year nine and four a pretty solid finish and you go into the 2023 campaign with a little bit of momentum and then for san jose state they wrapped up their 2022 season seven and five now y'all we're going to go to our final game that we have on tuesday before we start actually previewing games because just how wonky kind of you know the bowl season is and everything like that <laughs> but um you know the final game that we did have here on tuesday it would be the roofclaim.com boca raton bowl down in boca raton florida at fau as we had the liberty golden flames who you know lost their head coach hugh freeze down to auburn but also got their new head coach and um jamie chadwell the former uh Coastal Carolina head coach, so they had a negative and a positive and yada, 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 and, you know, a little bit of a down year. They lost Malik Willis, who was an offensive juggernaut for them last year, but, you know, not a horrible season, you know, 
eight and four going into the bowl game against a really good Toledo team who went on to win the MAC conference championship game over uh, Ohio. So this matchup was going to be a pretty good one. Not a you know you know just oh my gosh I can't you know not watch this game, but you know a pretty solid game to wrap up Tuesday. And you know in this game Liberty they're kind of bouncing back and forth with quarterbacks and everything like that. But their starter in this game would be Caden Assalter, the freshman quarterback out of Cedar Hill, Texas. And, you know, in this game, Caden was able to run the football pretty darn effectively, you know, where he was not able to get it done in the past game, was able to run the football pretty well by putting up 63 rushing yards in this game against Toledo. But Toledo, they were able to run the football just a little bit better than Liberty, putting up 173 rushing yards total with Jacquez Stewart leading them in rushing yards with 111. As this game really... Didn't have much scoring through three quarters of football, but finally, you know, in the fourth quarter, things would get interesting as Liberty would put up 12 points and Toledo with eight. But Toledo, they would hold off Liberty as they would go on to win the Boca Raton Bowl 21-19 over the Liberty Flames as Toledo, they now wrap up their season with a pretty successful season. You know, you went on to upset Ohio in the MAC championship game. And then you also win your bowl game against a really solid Liberty squad. So I'd say it's been a pretty good season for Toledo as now they're going to be looking forward to the 2023 campaign. Now, y'all, now that we're done talking about, you know, all of our, um, all of our recaps here in today's preview episode. Now let's actually preview some games. You know, just because it's bowl season, we got to recap those games. But now we're going to preview some games. And the first game I want to talk about here on Wednesday, so a.k.a. the day of when this episode will come out, we will have, in my opinion, I think will be a really solid, a really good offensive matchup between the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and the South Alabama Jaguars at 8 p.m. Central Time on ESPN in the R plus L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. So it's going to be played at the New Orleans Saints Stadium in the uh, Caesar Superdome. Now, this game is really interesting, right? South Alabama, they're 10-2 and on the season. You know, had a really successful year. Um... Excuse me. So, and you know, they're going up against a, you know, Western Kentucky team, which has always had a really good offense. You know, Austin Reed this year, they had, I think it was um, Grant Wells last year. You know, they, and then obviously Bailey Zappi and guys like that. So, you know, they constantly have really good quarterback play. And I expect this game to be completely filled with a bunch of more, you know, just offensive power, not powerhouses, but just. A bunch of really good offenses clashing in this game. And as to who I think will win, I think South Alabama probably has a little bit of a slight edge because I know Western Kentucky, their starting quarterback, Austin Reed, he entered the transfer portal and then withdrew. So I don't know how that whole process works, but I'm pretty sure he will not be playing in this game. So I've got to go with South Alabama because obviously Austin Reed is one of the biggest reasons. that he He's top five in passing yards this season in the FBS. So not having a guy like that as your starting quarterback is going to be a huge loss for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. So give me South Alabama in the New Orleans Bowl over the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Now, y'all, for our next game, we only have a few more games here in, um, in uh, week two of the bowl season. So, you know, really we don't get things, you know, cracking, I guess you could say, until week three. But we still do have some pretty, I'd say some pretty solid bowl games. Now we're going to go to Thursday because that was the only bowl game we had on Wednesday. We're going to go to Thursday now. And for me personally, I'm going to be at this bowl game. And, oh, my gosh, is this going to be probably one of the coldest bowl games of the entire bowl season. At 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, 
We have the Baylor Bears, who really disappointing season. Really disappointing season. Now, obviously, they lost a ton of guys in the NFL draft. Jalen Petrie, one of the top ones. Bernard. You know, they've lost a lot of guys, but still... Your preseason top 10, you know, probably should have been able to at least get nine wins on the year. But regardless, they were able to make a bowl game, but they're going up against a really good Air Force team, which is one of the top rushing attacks in all of the country. And, you know, to make matters worse for Baylor, this game is going to be literally in single digits. Windchill is going to be in the negatives. And I'm going to be freezing. I, I, literally, I literally told all my family members that when I'm going, I'm going to look like I'm, I'm going to end up robbing somebody, right? Like, I <laughs> I mean, I'm literally going to only have my eyeballs showing during this game. But um, this game is going to be consisting of two teams that run the football a ton. Baylor, they run the football a decent amount. Air Force, as we all know, the service academies, they run the football pretty much all the darn time. So in this matchup between Baylor and Air Force, I think a battle of the elements is really going to favor Air Force considering, you know, their academy is up in Colorado. So they're used to this type of weather. And, you know, for Baylor, just really a rough way to end the year. You know, had Texas in their grasp, had TCU in their grasp, but ultimately would allow them to, you know, come back in the second half. So in this game between Air Force and Baylor here in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, I'm going to go with Air Force. Now you're probably saying, well, you're just a TCU homer, yada, yada, yada. Yes, that's partially it. But also, too, when you just look at, you know, the team comparisons and everything like that, Air Force is a really good team. I've, you know, I watched them last year in the um, the first responders bowl when they played Louisville down here at um, in Dallas at SMU. And, you know, I'm really, I was really impressed with how well they're able to run the football, but also they're able to throw in a couple throwing passes, you know, potentially move back into the spread and throw or heck even do it you know when they're in the triple option so regardless this will be a really good game between Baylor and Air Force but I'm going to take the Falcons of Air Force over the Bears of Baylor now guys that's now those are the, really the only well outside of Monday Wednesday and Thursday those are the only days when we only have one bowl game so now let's go to Friday which will have a double header of bowl games and to kick it off on Friday at 2 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, we have the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, who, which a lot of people expected, had a little bit of a decent downfall, you know, losing your head coach, Billy Napier, to Florida, you know, so currently sitting at 6-6, six and six, taking on the Houston Cougars, who, in my opinion, were one of the biggest disappointments this year at 7-5, and five, as they're going to be facing off against each other in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl down in Shreveport, L and, uh, not L.A., Louisiana. Now, in this game between Houston and Louisiana, as much as I've criticized Houston this entire season because they have all the star power in the world, luckily for them, they still have Tank Dell returning, who is one of the top wide receivers in all of the FBS, one of the biggest weapons, really, that Houston has. I, I've, I mean, now, the defense of Houston is still a little bit sketched. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted because if we all remember what Kansas did to them early on in the season down in Houston, you're probably like, whoa, 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 whoa. This game's going to be a lot closer than people expect, and you'd be right. But Louisiana, the way that they ended their season was really rough. I mean, you know, they were able to, you know, they're able to beat uh, Texas State in their final game of the year, 41-13, to but no offense. You know, I'm from Texas. Texas State's not really a – quality win so to speak but you know in a lot of their games you know they lost it they lost at Southern Miss they lost to Troy but it, they kept it close so Louisiana they're not a bad team despite their six and six record but at the same time they lose close games and I think in this game between Houston and um, obviously Louisiana I think I'm gonna have to go with Houston I like I like Houston's offense despite them you know struggling a little bit this year with um, Clayton Toon and then obviously Tank Dell 
I'm just I'm, I've, got, I've got to go with my gut. You know, they lost their they lost the season finale. You know, against Tulsa, but they lost it only by a touchdown. You know, and the week prior they blew out an East Carolina team at East Carolina, in which, you know, East Carolina has been a pretty solid team too. So, I think this game's gonna be really interesting to see. You know what team makes the least amount of mistakes because I think that's really going to determine who wins this game. So give me the Houston Cougars over the Louisiana um, Raging Cajuns in the Independence Bowl. Now, y'all, for our final game on Friday and our first real Power 5 Bowl game that we're going to have at 5.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN and the Union Home Mortgage, uh, Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl down in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, home of the disappointing uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to have a game of two polar opposites, right? You know, Wake Forest and Missouri. Now, if you're wondering why are they polar opposites, Wake Forest, they started the season out extremely hot. Like, I mean, extremely hot through pretty much, let me count the weeks real quick, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Through seven weeks of football, they were pretty much perfect. Six and one, their only loss was in overtime against a really good Clemson team. And everybody's like, okay, this team easily could be a playoff contender and a contender in the ACC. But their final five games of the season, they would go one and four, you know, getting absolutely thrashed at Louisville, losing against a really bad NC State team, barely losing to North Carolina, and then the uh, season finale, they lost against Duke. So not really not really the way that I think Wake Forest imagined them finishing the year, but we still need to remember they still have a solid offense. They're going to put up points, and they're going up against a Missouri team who, yes, finished out the season strong, had a great win at home against the Arkansas Razorbacks, but you also have to remember they lost one of their top targets on offense to the transfer portal and Dominic Lavette, which he was third in the SEC in receiving yards, so losing a guy like that that's kind of become your main target is going to be huge, but also... Missouri saw Brady Cook really step up in that final game, had three rushing touchdowns, was able to run the football really darn effectively. So, you know, in this game between Missouri and Wake Forest, you know, Missouri, they have a little bit better of a defense than I think Wake Forest has seen, but Wake Forest, I think they have a little bit of a better offense than Missouri has seen. So in this game between the Demon Deacons and the Tigers of Missouri, I'm going to go with Wake Forest. You know, despite them finishing the regular season 7-5, and five, I still remember, you know, how good their offense can be. And, you know, Sam Hartman's not going to be sitting out. A lot of their guys are not going to be sitting out. So they're going to be playing at full strength. And I I can imagine that, you know, maybe Wake Forest will be able to channel some of their um, early season selves. So give me the Wake Forest Demon Deacons over the Missouri Tigers. Now, y'all, for our final game that we have here in week two of the bowl season here in, in the 2022 season, kind of a snooze fest but it's the Hawaii Bowl so obviously we've got to talk about it as at 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN we have the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders taking on the San Diego State Aztecs now I'm not even going to lie to any of y'all I really do not I really have not watched any of these two teams the I mean it, it, it I mean you can't really blame me that much but when you look at records you look at stats and everything like that San Diego State a lot of their losses are to some pretty you know pretty decent teams you know, you look at, you know, they lost to Arizona in week one, which I know Arizona, they're still not the best team, but they definitely are rebuilding. They've absolutely been killing it in the transfer portal. Um, and then they would lose out on the road at Utah, which everyone expected, lost up in Idaho against Boise State. And then they also lost on the road against Fresno, but they kept it with a four, you know, four point game, which is not that bad. And then they've gone a little bit of a win streak, a three game win streak against UNLV, San Jose State, and then at New Mexico. And then finally, to finish up the year, they would lose 13 to 3 against Air Force. So they're not a bad team, 
but definitely going up against a team like uh, Middle Tennessee State, they easily should be able to win this game. Easily should be able to win this game. So I'm going to go with San Diego State to win the Hawaii Bowl. Definitely being a little bit closer to Hawaii might be a little bit of a factor. So give me the Aztecs of San Diego State over Middle Tennessee. Now, y'all, that'll wrap up all of our bowl games that we have here in week two of bowls of the bowl season. Let me know what bowl game y'all are looking forward to the most. I know for me, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, not attending, but looking forward to the um, Wake Forest and Missouri, you know, Missouri Bowl game and the Gasparilla Bowl just because both of these teams have all the potential in the world. And, you know, with Missouri, they've got a really good recruiting class coming in next year. Wake Forest, you know, Sam Hartman. I mean, it's it's it is a game that really should be an interesting offensive matchup considering how, you know, Missouri finished the year. And then, unfortunately, with Wake Forest, did not finish the year. And then also another game I'm looking forward to is the uh, Baylor and Air Force game, which I'll be attending. But the only problem is I will literally be freezing. So hopefully that game will be pretty good. But, um. Anyways, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening to today's preview and recap episode of uh, Bowl Season Week 2. Make sure to, you know, let me know what bowl game y'all are looking forward to the most. Make sure you like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody so that they can stay up to date with anything college football and NFL related. So, guys, thank you so much. I don't mean to keep repeating myself. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it truly means the world to me and Guys, I hope y'all enjoy this weekend of all these bowl games we've got going on. Make sure you come back here on Sunday for a full recap of all the bowl games that we had here in week two. So, guys, I hope you have a great holiday weekend, and I will see y'all back here then. Peace, y'all.